I'm Libby Rothschild, former clinical dietitian who transformed into a full-time virtual business owner. It was only one year ago when I made $55,000 a year in my clinical job. And now I make $100,000 a month being my own boss. And you can do this too. My clients, who are all female dietitians and students, started from zero and created six-figure, multi-six-figure businesses by following my proven method. And they've all been guests on air. My proven method shows you how to attract cash paying clients using social media marketing strategies that work. You don't have to guess, waste time, or hold yourself back when you follow my step-by-step method. So excited to be here today with Ya Boy Chi, a certified personal trainer and nutrition and dietetics uh, certificate candidate. She also holds a BS in communications from Northwestern University. Ya has spent the last 10 years as a wellness entrepreneur in various roles in-home personal trainer, group fitness instructor, resting metabolic rate practitioner, body fat testing practitioner, and wellness coach at a therapeutic wellness facility. Through her varied job titles over the years, her mission has remained the same, to help people lose weight by teaching them calorie counting. She's currently putting all her energy towards helping thousands of couples lose weight using her calorie counting secrets. In doing so, they will have the skills to incorporate the foods they love without guilt. Welcome to today's episode. So happy to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks, Libby. Yeah. And where can everybody find you on social to make sure to connect with you? Yeah. You can find me at couples period nutritionist on Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. So I'd love you to explain more about your journey and what's helped you create your business. I love that bio and just knowing um, the background that you have um, going into, you know, your, your studies and, and being a student in dietetics. Yes. Well, I will say that that bio, a lot of it came from your coaching. I would say I was never able to succinctly tie all my experiences together in such a nice crafted paragraph. I used to ramble. So a lot of my experiences have been really shaped better by being in your program. And I'll say that my journey as a personal trainer has been like all over the place. I spent time teaching group fitness. I spent time traveling to clients' homes and I was never sure how it all connected until I went to a bodybuilding coach and I decided, hey, I'm going to compete. I've been training. I feel like I need to do something to get to the next level. Little did I know I would uncover my passion for nutrition because my first coach told me to cut out so many of my favorite family foods, my fufu, a lot of the Southern style barbecue I used to eat, the to-go meals all had to go. And that was quite tough. And I realized that this is not the way I want it to live. And I really wanted to set a good example for my personal training clients. And especially since most of those that I work with are either that those that come from communities similar to mine, where they often rely on to-go meals. They often really rely on social gatherings to communicate with their family members. And who wants to be told that those things all have to go in order to lose weight? So I didn't want my clients to feel that same way because very much like me, food is a storyteller. It's a, a, it's a time to have laughs. It's a time to catch up. And many of my relatives are really only known to me by the food served. A lot of them passed away early on to diseases that could have been prevented through just proper nutrition and exercise protocols. So when I eat things like my mom's peach cobbler, I think of 
my grandmother, her mother, when I eat my dad's fufu, I think of my dad's father, my grandfather. And I really wanted people that I worked with to not feel like their identities had to be lost just because they were losing weight. Who wants to lose identity and lose weight? That didn't sound good at all. And it's important to honor those people. So because I was caught between wanting to live long enough to share their stories and maintaining my weight, I started to do some research. And in my research process, a couple of trainers at my gen recommended that I get precision nutrition. So I obtained that certification. It was really basic. And then from there, I learned about also data testing. So I combined my nutrition education with data testing, like body fat, resting metabolic rate. And I was like, oh, okay, as long as I track energy, like my energy balance, calories in, calories out, I can modify this. So with that knowledge, I started tracking my calories and um, changing my family favorite recipes, ordering smart at my favorite to-go restaurants, and I realized I could lose weight and do this, and I shared those insights with my clients, and I finally ditched those crazy weight loss plans that my coaches gave me, and I was still able to compete competitively at the national level while eating cheeseburger and ribs. Like, plenty of people would see me eat ribs, like a day before a show, I would eat ribs, I would order them from room service, that was like my pre-contest meal typically, Uh, and people always were like, wow, I can't believe you did that, but I, I figured it out, and I wanted my clients to be more empowered to know that I was actually walking the walk, talking the talk. But the other thing that was um, kind of in the back of my mind is that a lot of them were pre-diabetic. They had, you know, a long list of um, health conditions on their family side, and they really wanted to start to do some more work towards that. And I noticed that nutrition is a big part of that, especially the medical nutrition aspect. And it's very hard with a precision nutrition a certification to work with someone who's diabetic or work with someone who's about to possibly have their gallbladder removed, work with someone who has pancreatitis. So uh, three years ago, I decided to go back to school to become a registered dietitian. And here I am now, I've worked with you. I'm now running a hundred percent virtual nutrition practice where I share all of my nutrition weight loss knowledge with couples so they can not have the same frustration and have all the weight loss noise like clouding out good judgment. And now they can finally stick to eating with their family and loved ones and reach their weight loss goals. Incredible. Thank you for sharing that. I love your uh, your journey and your story and, and the fact that you started with precision nutrition as a certification and then found that you wanted more to dive deeper. So that brought you to dietetics, which is fantastic. That's yeah. Excellent. So talk to us more about your nutrition philosophy a little bit on a kind of a deeper level as to how you help your your clients and the messages you send. Yes, it's in in essence, I really find that all foods do fit. A lot of people are going to argue about things being nutritious and filling, and I absolutely honor that and, uh, and appreciate that. But by saying that, it kind of takes this weight off of client shoulders between like standing in the bread aisle for like 10 minutes trying to decide. You can just pick what you like. And as long as you have this idea of tracking calories in and tracking calories out, they can fit. And I believe this so much that I created an ebook, How to Eat at Fast Food Places and Still Lose Weight. And to prove it, over seven days, I actually ate at fast food places for breakfast and lunch. I had my Instagram audience vote for what I should eat at these places. I ate chicken nuggets. I ate uh, calorie, like calorie dense drinks. I ate like French fries. And over this course of seven days, I was able to lose three pounds and I showed them that. And I don't recommend my clients do it to be that extreme, but I did it to prove a point that all foods do fit. And if you track your calories and you can easily fit in your favorite foods with ease. So I really believe it's so much that I did that to myself. <laughs> that was a lot of sodium. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I love that story. And it's uh, really exciting for the listeners to follow you on social and see how you're taking your audience through your 
your journey and you're showing them um, how you how you practice and teach and getting them excited about it. So I think that's really fun. Yeah, and I love that you were listening to what they wanted, right? Because they said that they wanted to see that. And so you, you gave them that. Yeah. That's excellent. Great marketing. Uh, so with your background being a personal trainer and body testing, which is exciting, um, what's helped you prepare for your current role? I would say just improving my interpersonal communication skills. Um, no matter what vocation you decide to do, there's nothing that's going to train you better than on-the-job training. I find that even going through the dietetics program now, I expected that I was going to walk away being able to communicate better. And I had learned that, wow, no, it wasn't going to come through taking classes. My experiences as a trainer have actually helped me more in terms of just being more of a reflective listener, practicing, being more empathetic. And I take that with me now so much more. And it's empowered me to be a better coach because I understand that people don't always lose weight in a perfect linear manner. Things are going to stall, you know, weight goes up. And knowing what I know from working with clients in person, it's afforded me a chance to be able to really understand where they're coming from and provide them reasonable, actionable solutions that aren't just pulled out of the sky and sound like, wow, that's like a unicorn type solution. I can never apply that. Why would I do that? And that's what being an in-person trainer has afforded me is just to really be a really sharp listener. Um, additionally, with the body fat testing, because I've interacted with hundreds of people and just testing body fat, I understand like the rates in which people lose weight, how different certain things will impact weight increase, weight decrease, especially seeing if people are dropping water, increasing water, dropping fat. I can see the trends. And because I'm able to see all this data from so many different people, when it comes to my decision-making with my clients, they trust me because they know that I, I live and breathe this in a couple different ways, not just as an online coach, but also working with people in person. And that's helped me a lot. It's just having the experience. And even if I didn't have all that experience, I'm just very confident in myself. So I think that's something that I think is really important. If, if you have the knowledge and you feel confident, that's equally as important. I think my confidence and my experience together are really important in giving my clients the results and getting them the help that they need. And inspiring your colleagues. So um, I love that you shared that. What tips do you have to give to a student or a dietitian listening who's struggling with confidence? Because let me tell you, a lot of my listeners struggle with that. You know that that's an issue. Yes, I definitely know. You have to absolutely approach everything headfirst without fear. I always tell myself this. this is a, co a quote that I feel like a lot of people have heard. So I know people are like, oh, I've heard that, but you really have to embody it. Whether I win or lose, I'm always learning something and learning is rewarding. And I think people forget that, especially since we pay a lot for learning. They're like, yeah, it better be rewarding, but it's not just about that. It should also just empower you to feel good about yourself, whether the decision you made to post a certain thing didn't go well, you're learning from it. And that's a reward because if you didn't learn, then you wouldn't know how to move forward. And if you do that, then you don't doubt yourself as much. And if you doubt yourself less, you won't hold yourself back from being fully creative. You won't miss the opportunity boat because that boat can take you to an island full of clients. So that's the way you should really approach it. I love that. That kind of mindset you have is so powerful and it's obviously like gotten you to where you are and with all your experience and your ability to market yourself on social and, and get clients and, and be able to align what you like doing. So that's great. Thank um, you. Really, really great. Any particular tips that you have for listeners who are afraid to show their face or afraid to do so consistently? Oh, yes. I definitely have tips for this because this is something that I was struggling with 
for a long time. Um, and actually a lot of the support in the group has helped with overcoming this barrier. And that's just having someone to keep you accountable. Oftentimes I would get people in our group saying, yeah, I haven't seen your face. I haven't seen you pop up in the stories. What are you going to start popping up five times a week? So I would say find an accountability buddy, because if you're not doing it now, I wish I could give you a, a nice one liner that would get you started right now. But unfortunately, I'm not that powerful. My words aren't that powerful, but I will say having an external source of support is really, really, really helpful. If you can just have that one person that checks in with you every seven days and say, hey, did you show up three days? Did you post three days? You know, you need that checks and balances. It, it, there's a reason why we get graded in school, right? They wanna check that we're actually doing the work, right? So this is very much like that. And there, it is gonna take work, but that's why you have support systems in place to get you to that next level. So if you can't even post one time a week, have someone keep you accountable for one. Then once you stuck to that, then go for two, then go for three, because that's what actually helped me get to five days a week. Cause I really struggled in, in, in the early on in the program posting more than three times, but the support was like monumental in me actually moving forward with that. That's fantastic. And I have to say that accountability is, is huge. So I, I agree with you. Um, there's a lot of information that we know. I think a lot of us know we need to be more confident. We know we need to increase our rates. We know we need to show up but it's actually putting it into practice consistently that more of us, uh, most of us struggle more with the application than the knowledge piece. Um, so I, I appreciate the examples that, that you gave in the storytelling. I think that's very relatable. Yeah. So I wanted to take a moment and talk about your niche and your ideal client of couples, which is really fantastic. Um, so how did you come to that? Um, you know, uh, how, how did you come to that place and what changed in your business or marketing once you had that clarity? Yeah, it's kind of funny because originally when we first talked um, during our first call, I thought I was going to do COPS nutrition because of my connection with that. And then ultimately, I, I took a step back and I looked at who I was servicing, not only in my data testing business, but like my, my past client experiences. And you, you challenge us a lot to really reflect and think deeply and not think about what we want to do and who we want to serve, but where the need and demand is. And I've been doing a lot of data testing with clients. And I've also worked with people who either join with a significant other or they're join with their sister or brother or they join with a colleague. So I always train people in small group settings where they were doing it with someone else in the room that they knew. And I said, wow, that actually was really successful when I ran my business like that. And after evaluating all those things with you, I decided to work with couples, um, particularly I'm. I work with people who are married, but it doesn't mean that you can't be boyfriend and girlfriend, things of that nature. Couples and however you define it is totally fine. I'm very open in that sense. Um, same sex couples as well. But many people I just found in general, just find that they're alone in their weight loss journey. And of course, hiring me keeps them accountable. But what's better than hiring me having a live in support system in the form of a significant other? And again, no man is an island, very much like the accountability with posting. Weight loss is very much like this. You need support. So if you have a boyfriend, a husband, a wife, a fiance, having them a part of your journey keeps you motivated to reach your goals. And they have me, of course, in their corner as their weight loss referee to kind of sort out any frustrations and struggles they might mutually have and help them make habits stick. But outside of that, it's good for them to do this with someone who can understand what they're doing. And that partner doesn't necessarily have as much weight to lose maybe, but just being able to educate themselves as a family 
and what they need to do together is what this is all about. It's about lifestyle changes, improving those habits. And if only one person changes, the odds of you sticking to it aren't going to be that high. So having that mutual respect in the journey, understanding what's happening versus saying, oh, my coach has me doing this. And they're like, oh, okay, whatever. You're we're eating different dinners. We're living a different life. Who wants to live like that? You don't want to be two strangers in a room. So this program affords couples an opportunity to have that support with each other. And then me as that referee to put them back in the game if anything uh, happens that ends up making them struggle in a certain week. So yeah, understanding and having me there is really important for weight loss success. I love that. And I love, you know, speaking of accountability, accountability that you've built that into the niche that you serve, right? Because like you said, you're the referee and you're helping them become a stronger accountability um, partnership among each other, uh, which is to get, you know, a foundation you're creating for them. So that's really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. Um, And with respect to your offer, how has that progressed and and what's been a challenge as far as, as your offer is concerned, or maybe even anything that's been surprisingly easier than you expected? Yeah, the one thing that I've loved, and I told you, you're my favorite coach that I've had, and I wasn't just saying that to say it. It takes a lot for me to say that to anyone. It, t- it takes a lot to win me over, okay? So I had a lot of freaking offers. This all connects. And you really brought me down to earth. My last coach had me create a book, wanted me to go into Facebook groups and create like little mini challenges, wanted me to do an email sequence, wanted me to have a lead magnet on my website, have a a small group program, and then like a full blown VIP program. I just listed a lot. I should have kept up with the counting, but I lost after I went off of five fingers. So in respect to my offer, it got small and specific, which I got overwhelmed. I can't even remember the first thing I told you. And then I didn't realize that rattling all those options on how someone can work with me to reach their specific weight loss goals with their significant other it's not going to happen with that many offers. There's one offer that really provides that solution. The rest is just noise. And I was adding to the noise, the very noise that I wanted to get rid of. So I was just not very clear. So I went from having all those offers to really offering one offer 90% of the time and putting my energy into it. And that's my 16 week VIP couples weight loss package. And the other 10% is focusing on that book that I mentioned. And that is kind of like a carrot into the bigger offer, something to talk about just to mix it up. But I opted only really to talk about that book in my stories and leave my prime real estate for my big offer and not waste time confusing. Because so when you come to my main page, you're never going to see my book. You should know that it's a 16-week program if you go through all posts. And I think that type of strategy is something that really progressed and improved. So I wasn't going, day one, I've got a book. Oh, wait, I've got a lead magnet. Oh, wait, I've got a small group group coaching program. Oh, wait, I've got this recipe guy. DM me for this. Like, that's a mess. So I had too many options and I love my grocery store analogy. I used to think you needed options like a grocery store. I like, you know, options are cool, but who wants to be stuck in the cereal aisle being like, Hmm, do I want this cereal or this cereal? Weight loss shouldn't be like that. Then people aren't ever going to get started. So I was really stalling my client's ability to start by stalling them with, here are the options. You've got all these options, what could you possibly choose? What really solves the solution? One offer, and that's what you taught me. And I think that's really important. And the other thing I would say that was a huge challenge before 
was succinctly explaining my offer before I would ramble. I'm very long-winded in general for eight minutes, um, but being able to practice brevity and get my offer down to five sentences with it being like a very strong pull at the end was definitely one thing that I took away. And I absolutely am so grateful that I found your program to be able to practice brevity. And it's surprising. What was easy for me out of all those things was actually listening to your modules and being able to understand how a sales call should go. So that was also rewarding. I'm very much a monkey see, monkey do person. If someone does something and I know the process and the cadence, that helped me a lot, you providing those. I never had access to that in any of my prior programs. So just the amount of value you provided me allowed me to even have all these big wins and overcome a lot of these challenges and be able to walk away and be confident and being able to offer something succinctly and be able to feel confident to sell it. So that's huge. Well, I, I appreciate that. And that's what an amazing story of the um, trimming down the offers. So when you think of your offers, you know, the two of them, like you said, 90% of the time is the 16 week program. Does it feel different? Like, does it feel like less uh, of a um, chaotic when you're both thinking about your business and then selling to your client and delivering service? Absolutely. Because the biggest issue with having that many offers is just being able to keep the differences right? So then you have to sit there and negotiate. Is someone going to find value because you're saying this program has six calls and this one has 12? People aren't, they don't know because they haven't started. So you're now adding doubt and adding more uh, chaos to the decision-making process. So I absolutely have found like being able to streamline that one offer takes the stress off of me and explaining it because this is what I offer. That's it. If I give them too many options, they're like, well, do I really need that many calls? And now you're adding this budget mentality in their brain. Like, oh, I can work with them for a lesser value. Like, no, you want to offer yourself at your highest value. I mean, obviously people have different business models. So I respect that you maybe want to do like a membership, but in terms of like a, a person who's like myself, I have very limited time. I want most bang for my buck. So you also have to take a look at yourself and what your income goals are. But for me, having one offer at a higher per ticket item was really, really important and being able to be confident because I knew the number that I needed. And if I sell X amount of that package, I can clearly stay aligned with my goals. If I have five or 10 different service options, then I have to sit down and calculate. I need to sell this many of that recipe guy, this many of that six week group program, this many of the VIP, this many of my ebook. And it's just, that's financially chaotic. So I love that I have this one offer to just keep me on track in this first year of growth being hundred percent online. And then I can add variety towards the end, but for this, for simplicity, this is perfect. I love it. Yeah. And I, I love the um, cereal aisle analogy as well, which is mutually beneficial to make things easier for the client or the consumer, the audience, and for you as a business owner. Because I love that you're able to project your revenue based on the clarity of the offer versus having multiple offers and then a lack of clarity with how you can fill and get to your revenue goals faster. So thank you for, for breaking that down for us. Um, I'm really happy to hear that. And uh, when it comes to Instagram, I'd love to talk about how you use this platform to market and sell. Yes. So uh, what I do is my sole focus is really crafting content that speaks to the issue. It's as simple as that. So a lot of what I've spent my time doing is really understanding um, my past coaching experiences and also exploring some of the groups that my clients hang out in and different IG pages and making sure that I just provide like a clear 
point that I'm trying to make in that post. Like, this is what we're talking about. And here's a solution I'm going to provide. And just really being specific and my intention has helped me. I'm speaking to an issue and I'm providing a solution. And that alone is my marketing strategy. And I love how simple it is. I used to think it had to be more complex. Like I needed recipes and I need to show my workout and what's in my gym bag. And I used to think it had to be all about that and not about selling, but no, it's about selling. So my content is about selling what I've got. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. Short, short and sweet answer to that one. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and what would you say has been a biggest struggle with, with getting clients um, uh, on Instagram? Yeah. So I would definitely say the biggest struggle initially is a lot of what I talked about earlier is just being having a simple, repeatable process. Because I had so many yeah. offers in the front of my mind, I'm like, I didn't want to create content. Like, okay, now I got to talk about my book today. Now I have to talk about this lead magnet. Then I have to talk about this. And that was a problem. Now that I know the only thing I'm doing is showing up and talking about a common struggle that I have heard through previous coaching experiences and providing a solution, that's my process. I think about the issue. I think about visually, how can I display that in the photo? And then I also take the time to think about what my clients are saying, what words are they really using? How can I really talk to them in a way that really works? So before I had no idea what their voice was. I had no idea what the biggest struggle was. So without the struggle and without the words, what graphics and captions could I come up with? So it was a complete stall. So taking the time and having to do the work while in your program allowed me to say, okay, this is the struggle I'm talking about today. This is what it looks visually. These are the words that they use to talk about it. And it's become as simple as that. And I just repeat. Amazing. Thank you for breaking that down. And uh, when it comes to creating Instagram content, can you talk a little bit about your, um, your process here with how you do that step-by-step? Yes. So I'm very systematic. I think a lot of people in the dietetics field love systems. They can obviously slow you down or they can help enhance you, but I'm a big, big thing with warehouse analogies. I don't know why I just love warehouse analogies. So I created departments for each piece of my final product, that final product being what's shared on Instagram. So I manage my warehouse, my content warehouse in air quotes using Asana. So I have a resource board. It's like a, a whole world that I go down and I look through and it contains all the graphics, a list of keywords, my client avatar profile, list of Facebook groups I go to. And then I have another board next to it where I take the ideas from those resources and I narrow it down. And then from that content idea board, I move to the next part of my warehouse where I pull an idea and I create a graphic in Canva. Then I go to my next station and I set a timer and I write a caption. And then I move to my next station. I select one of the hashtag groups that matches the content. And then finally I schedule it and it goes out into the universe. So that's my content warehouse strategy. You're so good. You're so, so good. I love that. You're so efficient and systematic and it's like, that's incredibly inspiring. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I honestly was not this organized until this program. I'm not just saying this to say it. I'm one of those people that needed to just hear it. And I didn't realize I was overcomplicating it. If I could just have like a little template, I can do this and now I can do it and it's no stress. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And yeah, it's incredible to see the work you do and to, to hear your story. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I'm really excited to see see your progression as well, and and to know just as a reminder for the listeners that you are, you're you're a student, and you're doing incredible work as a student, and I, I know that's going to inspire the listeners. Um, can't wait to see. When do you expect to sit in for the exam? So probably 2021. Okay. Late 2021, 2022. 
Okay, cool. Yeah. Right before the master's mandate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And um, given that all, you know, everything that you have going on, being a student, et cetera, how do you stay realistic and committed to what you're able to do? Any kind of like time management tips for the listeners? Yeah, I, I actually, you guys are going to know this. I'm big on analogies and quotes. So I read this quote once, your car goes where your eye goes. So I try to embody that in business. So daily, I work with what it, what's in front of me. So that looks like daily content and showing up on Instagram. And then monthly, I plan long trip trips, so sales goals, implement process and updates. And then the yearly plan is figuratively like a cross-country tip trip, like big processes of updates and projects and big financial goals. So once I lay those out, I just put them in my Gmail calendar. But I break it into those three categories and I just keep thinking, I'm in my car to get car today. I'm not going to think about my cross-country trip that's eight months away. I have it written down somewhere, but what do I need to do today? Because if you overwhelm yourself with the thing you have to do six months from now, eight months from now, a year from now, you'll have those in your book. You have the steps, but you have to move forward and you have to keep your eyes on the road and get in the car and just get moving. And that's the only way things are going to happen. I love it. This is such a valuable episode. I cannot wait to air this. This is incredibly helpful and so clear uh, for the listeners who are looking to focus more. Um, what advice would you give to somebody starting out, whether they're a student or maybe they're you know under three or five years in practice, or maybe they just want to go virtual and then they're feeling like they don't have enough confidence? Yeah, a lot of it, if you're like myself, you're juggling a lot of things and you really just need to take the time to create simple workflows, not complex workflows, not like, oh God, there's 30 steps in this workflow, but something simple. I often tell people you want to create a business because I used to own multiple businesses before this. And I used to say, I want someone to walk in with a million dollar offer and I can hand them the keys. How can you hand someone the keys and have an efficient transaction? It's easier to sell your business if you're organized and you can explain how you do things succinctly and be able to show them, right? So a lot of people own businesses and they can't tell you how to open the cash register, the process for cleaning. And I never want to be a business owner that's not deeply aware of those processes. So the way you can do that early on is to start with simple workflows. No workflow is beneath you. Even if it's as simple as how you look for content, create a workflow. You may think, oh, I don't need a workflow. I just do it. But if you want to hire someone in the future or train them how to do it, if you have a workflow, you can then take that off your back. So think of your business being a potential million dollar business and what you need to do to hand those keys over. That's the work you have to do. If it's onboarding, the steps of how you onboard. Okay. They fill out my form from where? Instagram. Okay. All leads come from Instagram. What's the second thing? They book a Zoom call. Okay. They book a Zoom call. They get a notification. The call happens. Did they onboard? Did they not onboard? What happens after that? They get this form. These are the workflows that you want to take the time to do because that's what you want is a million dollar offer. You don't want to think of yourself as a $10,000 company or a side go company. Go big or go home because this could be something that can retire you and whatever job you're working at currently could be your side income. But if you go in with a side income mentality, you're going to walk away like dropping this thing like a bag of rocks two months down the line. So simple workflows will keep you organized, keep you professional, and your clients are going to really feel that you treat this like a business and you're giving them that level of service that they expect from going into any store. Your business should have that confidence where people want to refer you because they're like, this is a well-oiled machine. This is systematic. I know what I'm getting. Everything is structured and they're going to need that on a journey that's often tough if you're in the weight loss sphere. Absolutely. I love that. Incredibly motivating and so true. Uh, and the workflow can, can be simple, but a repeatable process um, to help you with your mindset, 
um, and your, your brand recognition, and then of course, client outcomes. Um, so that's really, really powerful. So what's next for you, y'all? What's next in your business? Uh, I'm going to continue to to support and encourage and, and um, watch you grow because you're doing amazing things. Well, I'm definitely trying to reach my goal of helping 100 couples. Like that is my number one goal. I want to make sure that they're finding ways to enjoy their favorite foods. And in order to do that, I just need to stay on track to my micro commitment of posting five times a week and sharing content that provides value actionable nuggets. And lastly, I could, I plan on really just shaping based on feedback and just being open to feedback, open to, you know, adjusting these, these processes I have right now. And that's, what's going to help. I'm not trying to stress myself and overthink it. I just, you know, baby steps, those baby steps are really important right now for me. And I'm just committed to the process. That's incredible. Thank you so much for joining us. I love this interview. If you could just remind everybody where to find you on Instagram so they can connect with you. Yes, you can find me at couples period nutritionist on Instagram. Awesome. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.